The time is 9 o'clock and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM. Hello and welcome to Tantramar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sapo, New Brunswick, at the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Thursday, November 2nd. On today's show... I think what we'd like to see is for the, uh, for the public to have a better view of what, what a prison looks like. The Dorchester Penitentiary Citizens Advisory Committee is hosting a full-day open house event at the prison next week, and we speak to committee member Jerry Hicks about what to expect and who should go. That's coming up right after some news and information briefs. Town Treasurer Michael Beal laid out the proposed 2024 operating budget for Tanchamar at a special meeting on Wednesday. Beal is recommending five-cent increases in tax rates for the three former local service districts of Sackville, Dorchester, and Pointe Butte, and small decreases in the rates for the former town of Sackville and village of Dorchester. The former town rate would go down by 0.7 cents, and the village rate would go down by two cents. The tax rate is only part of the equation that determines how much property tax owners pay. The rate is multiplied by the assessed value of the property, and assessments in Tantramar have increased across the board. According to figures published by the province, property values went up by 9.2% on average across Tantramar between 2023 and 2024. The combined tax base for the amalgamated municipality topped $1 billion this year. Beal will continue budget presentations at another special meeting on Monday, this time looking at the town's proposed capital budget. CHMA will be covering the budget in more detail in more detail tomorrow and next week. In addition to looking at their budget for 2024, Tanchamar Council also took care of some of this year's council business on Wednesday. The council approved the purchase and installation of two new Level 2 EV chargers for the Dorchester Veterans Community Centre. The only nay vote on the motion came from Councillor Matt Estabrooks, who did not explain his vote at the meeting. Councillors Allison Butcher and Bruce Finney were not present for the vote. The project will cost the town about $9,500 after rebates from NB Power, and it's expected to be finished before the end of the year. Level 2 chargers can fully charge an EV in about 6 to 8 hours, and a plug-in hybrid in about 3 hours, depending on the car. The town of Tanchamar is asking for public input on the naming of a new sidewalk plow that is due to arrive in mid-January. Staff are accepting suggestions for names until the end of November and will then make a shortlist for voting in December. A social media post from the town says the new name will be displayed on the side of the plow. A link for submitting ideas is available on the town's social media. Town engineer John Eppel had good news and bad news to share with town council on Wednesday. First, the good news. The project to build a retention pond just past Charles Street disturbed less acreage of wetland than was first predicted. And so the cost to compensate for that wetland disruption will go down from about $206,000 to $148,000. And then the bad news. The surprise presence of some very soft soil around the site has added significant costs to the project. Here's Apple explaining the problem with the soft soil to council. What happens is that material would not maintain a three horizontal to one vertical slope, which is about that. Um, and so it kept sliding down into the excavation force, and so we had to replace it with competent material. Some of that was riprap, and some of that was Class A borrow material. Uh, so we've had some significant amount of material that we had to put in to replace that, 
And sometimes when we put in the larger riprap, it just sank into the black stuff. Um, so significant costs involved in that, and I will come to that. Those significant costs added up to about $220,000, some of which can be covered by nearly $50,000 in leftover contingency funds from the Pickard Quarry part of the project. That leaves $173,000 in extra expenses to deal with. At yesterday's meeting, Apple presented a request for decision report, which outlined a few options for councillors, including absorbing the cost or making changes to the project which could affect the final purpose of flood control. Council chose not to make any changes to the scope of the project and instead voted unanimously to cover the $173,000 out of their 2023 capital from operating budget. Treasurer Michael Beale says there's no guarantee, but the town would approach the Regional Development Corporation and hope that federal integrated bilateral agreement funds could help cover the unexpected cost. Eppel told Council he expects the project to be completed by mid-December with the possibility of some items being carried over to 2024. We obviously haven't finished the project. We have the CN crossing to finish. We have a service road and ditching to go in along the north side of the tracks between Charles and the CN crossing. We have ditching to go in between Charles Street and Retention Pond 2. And we have the control, sorry, the outlet structure to go in at Retention Pond 2. We also have service roads to finish. Right now the roads are just rough between Sloan Drive and Charles Street, so those have some finished materials to go on them. That's town engineer John Eppel speaking at council on Wednesday. Now on to today's main story. If you've ever wondered what life is like inside the walls of the Dorchester Penitentiary, you'll have a chance next week to see inside the institution and hear from people involved with it. The Citizens Advisory Committee for the Dorchester Penitentiary is hosting an open house next next Wednesday, November 8th. CHMA called up committee member and Sackville Barber, Jerry Hicks, to find out more. Jerry Hicks, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So tell us, what is the Community Advisory Committee uh, affiliated with the Dorchester Penitentiary? Okay, every every prison in Canada actually has a Citizens Advisory Committee. They're actually mandated to do that um, by the Correctional Service of Canada. And each committee basically works with the system that they're working with. So in other words, in this case, we're working with Dorchester Penitentiary, um, we work with the inmates, we work with staff, we sometimes do mediation, we find out what's going on within the system, they're mandated to tell us everything that's happening and how it's happening and why it's happening, and we have um, sort of our input into that, you know, as citizens, as people in the community, why are things happening, how are they happening, why they're happening that way. Um, so we're just there almost as an advisory body or a watchdog, however you want to see that or call that, I guess just to kind of um, kind of be that, that sort of community voice. Okay. And, and, you know, when you're talking to people at the prison, are you talking to the staff in Correctional Services Canada, or are you also talking to uh, inmates? You know, how does that work? Okay, so, so we, we, we do all of that, actually. So we meet regularly with administration once a month, uh, and then each of us on our committee, we have subcommittees. So in my case, for example, Part of my subcommittee work is to work directly with the inmate committee, so I meet with them regularly. I meet with the chaplain. In my case, I meet with the school, the teachers. Um, So we each have groups that we meet like that. Others would meet with the seniors in the prison. Some would meet with the Aboriginal group, the black group. Um, And so there are many groups within the prison, and each of us 
meet separately and privately uh, with those with inmates. Um, we meet with staff regularly. We have staff speak to us regularly, maybe a psychologist or a nurse, doctor, um, you know, various security people um, from various angles. Uh, they speak to us about what they do within the prison system and, and why they do what they do and how they do what they do. So it's, it's quite, quite an in-depth kind of uh, thing that we do. Okay. Now, you have an open house coming up next week. Uh, inviting some people in to to sort of see the in you know how things work on the inside there um why why are you choosing to to sort of open up the doors and invite people in so what what we'd like to do there as part of our role uh, as an advisory board or as uh, a community that works with with the prison system is to I think what we'd like to see is for the uh, for the public to have a better view of what what a prison looks like and I know that that's it's something that's is very mysterious for a lot of people. Like, how does a prison work? And it's sort of, in this case, it's been there for, I don't know, 150 years plus, I guess. And in this case, a lot of people in the community don't really have a sense of what, what happens there. So we've decided in the last number of years to open it up and try to uh, create a bit more of an awareness. Um, and there's not, there's, it's a no holds bar back kind of um, system, situation rather, where we uh, invite people in for the day. Um, we have, um, tours in the morning into almost every aspect of the prison they tour a range they tour toward the school the chapel the you know the uh, areas where the pris- prisoners meet the gymnasium like and every every you know segregation all sorts of different parts of the prison in the afternoon is a, a talk time where various uh folks talk, speak to us about their role within the prison system and and we'll have an inmate speak security people the warden psychologist um, question and answer times. And we think it's just good for awareness for people can kind of understand and uh, it, it help take away some of the mystery of the prison, maybe the confusion, maybe the misunderstanding of what happens within a prison and uh, misconceptions that maybe people have uh, about what, what goes on there. Uh, who, who are you hoping, you know, will be able to come in uh, for this open house? Who, who, who are you trying to reach? Well, we, we've kind of invited a whole cross-section of people, like every member of our committee uh, will sort of reach out to people that we think that might be interested, and we try to make it sort of a wide range. So we spoke to, for example, to town council, invited folks from town council to come in. Um, I'm a barber, for example, and so I, I would invite people that I regularly see in my, in my chair that I think might have a perspective or an interest. Um, we put it out to the university community, to the town, Really, anybody, anybody who um, is interested in just seeing how a prison works is invited, and we, have a, we, we so far have a pretty eclectic group of people that are that have shown an interest. So it, that's exactly what we want. How do people sign up? How can they get a seat in this open house? So they can they can contact me directly, um, uh, you know, via text or, or phone, uh, email. And um, just let me know if they're interested. We have a number of spots available still. We're taking about 30 people in total. Um, and uh, so they can just let me know. And I think it's the cutoff date, unfortunately, is, you know, probably I could extend it to Monday. And the, the, um, the day is Wednesday, um, November the 8th, actually. So, uh, but it's okay. We can, you know, we can take people right up until, I would say, Monday. Okay. All right. Well, thanks very much, Jerry. I uh, appreciate you telling us about this. CHMA will, of, of course, be there. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Thank you so much. I appreciate the, the coverage, and I do hope folks will, uh, will contact us and, uh, and uh, have an enjoyable day. That's Jerry Hicks, a member of the Citizens Advisory Committee for the Dorchester Penitentiary 
who was helping organize an open house for next Wednesday, November 8th at the prison. You can get more information or register by emailing Jerry at jerryezrahicks at gmail.com. That's it for Tanchamar Report for this Thursday, November 2nd. In light of the continuing Facebook ban on Canadian news outlets, help us spread the word about CHMA's work by sharing stories via email or just telling your friends and neighbours to check out CHMA 106.9 FM or chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, my name is Ellen Pickle from Tidewater Books and Browsery in beautiful downtown Sackville and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 in Sackville, New Brunswick. And now the weather. Today, sunny. Wind northwest 20 kilometers an hour, becoming west 20 this morning. High plus 3. Wind chill minus 12 this morning. UV index 2 or low. Tonight, clear. Wind up to 15 kilometers an hour. Low minus 4 except plus 2 along the Fundy Coast. Wind chill minus 9 overnight. Tomorrow, Friday, sunny. Becoming a mix of sun and cloud in the afternoon. Wind becoming southwest 20 kilometers an hour. Gusting to 40 except gusting to 60 in the Tantramar Marsh area in the afternoon. High of 8. Wind chill minus 9 in the morning, UV index 2 or low. Friday night, cloudy periods, low of 6. Saturday, mix of sun and cloud with 30% chance of showers, high of 11. Saturday night, cloudy periods, low minus 2. Happy Thursday and welcome to the late morning show here on CHMA. That was your Tantramar Report with Erica Butler and your Top of the Hour Weather with Onver. I'm your late morning host, JC, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick, Voice of the Marshes. The time is 9.14, and how about a few local announcements to kick off the late morning show on this chilly Thursday morning? So first off, today is the next MTA, Mount Allison University, Open Observatory Night, or Moon, as they're calling it. And they're held every first and third Thursday of every month by the Mount Allison Physics Department. Visitors of all ages can head to the Mount Allison Gemini Observatory from 8.30 to 10 p.m. to connect with faculty, see stars and planets through the telescopes, and ask questions about the universe. These events are subject to change due to weather conditions, but please check mta.ca slash mago by 5 p.m. the day of for confirmations or cancellations. Also, every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, the Dorchester Veterans Community Center hosts a drop-in indoor playground for preschoolers. Children of any age, up to five, can enjoy themselves on a free and accessible playground while their parents relax and chat. Adult supervision is required, and for more information, please email dorchesterplayground at gmail.com. All right, last local announcement for now. CHMA, us, over here at CHMA, will be hosting a CD sale during the regular drop-in information hours on Saturday, November 4th, 
from 1 to 3 p.m. So that's this Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. Stop by the CHMA headquarters on the third floor of the Mount Allison Student Center and see what awesome CDs, CHMA merch, and equipment we have for sale. Staff will also be available to show you around, answer any questions you might have about radio, podcasting, audio production, or getting involved with your local community and campus radio station. I will be there, and I would love to meet, I would love to chat, and I can answer any questions you have about radio, podcasting, audio production, or getting involved. All right, now back to the music. How about a little Java to kickstart all of our day today? Here is Neighborly with their song, Java Fever. Take forever.
Every Thursday at 10 a.m. for Can Queer, Canada's top LGBT community radio show. With a combined radio experience of over 15 years, the Can Queer team looks at the biggest issues facing gender and sexual minorities living in Canada. Check out this engaging and entertaining show Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. on CHMA 106.9 FM, the voice of the marshes.
I'm less scared of dying young than growing old and being left behind in the pitch black with a blindfold until my memories of eroded. Did I buy or was I sold? It was my life, even my own, or was I That was One in a Million by Canadian-based musician David Vertesi and Jordan Klassen. I'm your late morning host, JC, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Broadcasting live to all of you beautiful CHMA listeners from the third floor of the Wallace McCain Student Centre. The time is 9:26, and what a perfect time it is for a little weather update to help inform those clothing choices for the remainder of the week so getting right into it it is currently minus two degrees outside uh today it'll be sunny with a high of plus three and uh wind chill this morning of negative 12. tonight it'll be clear with a low of minus four and a wind chill of minus nine overnight. Friday, tomorrow, it'll be sunny. How exciting, sunny. Uh, wind around 40, except gusting to 60 in the Tantramar Marsh area in the afternoon. So watch out for that. Get a scarf, get a jacket, get hat, mittens, all that stuff. It'll also be a wind chill of minus nine in the morning. In the evening on Friday, there will be cloudy periods with a low of six. Starting the weekend off, it'll be a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 11 on Saturday and in the evening cloudy periods with a low of minus two. On Sunday, to finish off the weekend, there will be showers with a high of seven uh, and in the evening it'll be clearing with a low of minus six. Uh, and we might as well go go until Monday. On Monday, it'll be a mix of sun and cloud um, with a high of plus two. And in the evening, cloudy with a low of minus four. All right. Now, back to the music. So up next, we have maritime musician and performance artist Russell Louder with their song, Need. <laughs> And I feel the rush I told myself was too 
Don't you think?